nothing to watch on TV. That's why you're listening to Barrett Talk on DVRadio.net. WDVR. This ain't reality TV. It's all there, black and white, clear as crystal. It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up. Well, isn't that special? Bloody. Don't you think you should rephrase that? Mom, mama said, my mama said, mama said that. My mom. Good day, sir. Now class is dismissed, gentlemen. Please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DV Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DV Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. I am the first dick in your ear, Bonerwood, so it's going to be a hard one tonight. Oh, God damn it, buddy. That's just not even fair. This is Barracks Talk. This is inside the nuthouse, man. We got Sergeant Wardog. Oh, I just broke out of the rubber room, dog. The bacon man himself, oink. You are truly putting the D in the B when it comes to DV radio. Mr. Recall. I prefer to be referred to as belly and down. And don't know where the fuck Google is. I told you it's my computer. It's not me. That's exactly how I feel. We probably had a few too many to drink, you know what I'm saying? 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Can I get a thimble full of sweet baby rays, please? We don't have it. Saturday's going to be even more entertaining. Illogical. Oh, wow. the DD radio store for those wondering. Shit's still there. You can buy shit. Mine shit's good, okay? Oh, we haven't even gotten there yet. You fucking got me there already. Love and military barracks talking around the smoke. How's your back feeling after that penis reduction? Oh, wow. <laughs> You're tuned in to WDVR on DVRadio.net. Because this is how it is on DV Radio. That is how it is right here on WDVR, DVRadio.net. It's Bears Talk Live, or you are listening to us on podcasts on most major podcast platforms. We are hosted by Podbean. If you want to go over there and support Podbean and DV Radio, get us more listens over there. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform because you'll never miss another episode. And I know you've missed the last three episodes because I've not up loaded them yet because i said <laughs> fuck this month and i just got behind uh i've not taken a break in almost 10 years unless i was dying or in the hospital so if you can't accept that i was taking a break this week from editing and dealing with other shit and all that fuck you <laughs> i don't need okay to do this <laughs> i could quit anytime but no uh seriously uh probably next week i know i said this week but some stuff uh came up uh, personally this week that just it, it wasn't happening um but uh we were talking in the pre-show and like i was telling only war dog and joel uh i will start monday rolling them out beginning with the veterans day barracks party and then uh you'll get the podcast of Barracks Talk for the 18th, the 25th, and this month, probably subsequently Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, barring nothing goes wrong, obviously, in my life uh, to slow me down. Uh, <laughs> but I am Bonerwood. It is December 2nd, 2023. Up in Alaska, we've got the frozen pig man himself. Oink. What's happening? I mean, it's a balmy 19 degrees. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, so it's pretty hot up there. <laughs> It's it's balmy, man. I'm telling you, break out the sweatpants or the, the you know the shorts and stuff. You gonna have to go and start using the suntan, uh, the 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 sauna, not the suntan in bed. The, the <laughs> yeah, it's actually cooled down a little bit. And it was weird because earlier in the week we actually had uh, 40 degree temps and shit started melting and everything is a solid sheet of fucking ice now. So yeah, that's that's been great. But uh, yeah, we got some cooler temps sticking around for a while, so maybe they can uh, scrape the roads and actually put some grooves in there so we can. Actually, have some kind of traction. I'm hoping. Well, if America would get with the times and use beet <clears throat> juice instead of salt, maybe we wouldn't have so many screwed up roads when it comes wintertime. But hey, 
What do I know? I'm just some poor That's white offensive. boy sitting it, on his couch. <laughs> that looks like blood. <laughs> oh, my God. On. There it is. <laughs> and, and that maniacal laugh that you hear <laughs> is none other than the psych ward gang CEO, supervisor, Marine crown eater himself. I seen him. It's Sergeant Wardog. <laughs> What's up, party people? Saturday night, red light special. Let's go, baby. <laughs> red light special. <laughs> oh, shit. And then broadcasting through all social media platforms for us tonight. It is none other than Joel from MBR Radio. All right, all right. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, it's not you. Nah, you can't do that. <laughs> all right. Nope. Choo choo. but um so this week we've got a little promotion going on over at the dv radio store on dvradio.net you can get 15 percent off plus free shipping right now through december 3rd that is sunday december 3rd at the dv radio store we got a lot of new stuff we've got the bullets blades and hooks stuff we've got a dv radio ornament it's aluminum ornament so it's flat and it's got two different things on both sides uh, we've still got the DV farm, Sergeant War Dog, PTS Dog, uh, Betsy Ross. We've got all the DV against DV stuff and Change Unchained. So go over there, grab you some stuff, order now, no later than December 12th, so you can get your stuff before Christmas. No later than December 12th. I'm serious. If you order it after <laughs> December 12th, probably not going to get it by then. Um, so just to be safe, December 12th is a good time to get your orders in at the DV Radio Store. Be sure you click the redeem button or you won't get your 15% off and free shipping. It's dvradio.net. Just click on the DV Radio Store. Uh, we got a lot of people listening in from what I can see, and we got a few people in chat. So thank you all from that are listening and, and in chat. And if you're watching on the social media platforms, we do appreciate it. Um, if you want to chat with us because – we're not going to jump through 15 different windows. <laughs> you can come <laughs> to the chat room or uh, to the chat room on dvradio.net, or you can say whatever on a social media platform and Joel will relay it back to us in our Zoom meeting and then we'll address it if need be here on the show. And I've got a bird. If you didn't know, her name's Scooby. She can be a dick. Um, <laughs> we are still need your help with the septic system at the DV farm. Go to dvfarm.org. There's also some fundraisers that's going on on Facebook if you want to donate to those. Uh, what else we got going on, Oink? Uh, well, in the year tributes coming up, uh, we have a lot of folks that passed away. We also uh, got a new intro we got to put together, so we're going to be busy. I think next uh, next month. Yeah, yeah. So me getting behind on podcast <laughs> this month is probably the worst idea ever in all of DB Radio history. Um, yeah, and this week I said screw it. I got on uh, my PlayStation and I played some No Man's Sky because I ain't played since 2019. Not because I didn't like it, just because I don't have a lot of time for video games. But this week, let me tell you what, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I went full No Man's Sky. I was up to like three, four o'clock in the morning playing that shit. Like, that's all I was doing. (laughs) Out here farming cobalt and oxygen and nanites. <laughs> People like, what's this kid talking about? It's a game. It's a game, right? Just say I. Right. But yeah, it's, it was a good stress reliever, not gonna lie. And then uh I got some lot picking stuff coming in soon, hopefully. So we'll get back into that. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Did you say lock picking? Yeah, man. Damn Bo, you thugging like that? <laughs> so funny story. Funny story about that. When I was younger, um, I was probably seventeen or eighteen. It was around the time I got out of basic. Um my cousin wanted me to go with them somewhere and they had to put a lock on a shack for insurance purposes. Well, they didn't have the key and we're sitting in this Nissan, like a 98 Nissan and it's getting dark and they're complaining. They can't get the lock open, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, give me something that I can uncrimp and I'll open it for you. So they got me this little bitty ass key ring, like the little bitty things, like you get out of a fucking 25 cent machine. <laughs> Back in the day, they were 25 cent. I think it's like a dollar now, but, <laughs> but they get me this key ring. I uncrimp it and I sit there for a few minutes and I open the lock up and that became this new thing that I was so interested in to see how locks and all work. So I've been into lock picking for years. I've never actually had a lock pick set up or anything but recently i got me a few uh progressive locks and a whole lot pick set and a vice to hold the lock it's a whole thing dude like but yeah i'm i'm out here thugging in my in my little bitty ass room (laughs) (laughs) i once picked the lock open to my uh uh like co's office (laughs) and Oh, um, not to get anything out. It's like, uh, we need to just put the equipment in without having to wait for them to arrive with the key. Right. So, uh, you know, I went ahead and opened it and had everything unloaded, you know, like an NCO should. And, uh, when my E7 found out, he got there, he was like, war dog, you ghetto hood motherfucker, you. <laughs> That sort of reminds me of the episode of House where House is trying to lock pick his his uh this other doctor's drawer and this guy that's on his team comes in and he happens to be a black guy and he's like, Come here, open this for me. And he's like, Oh, so I'm black, I can lock pick now? And he was like, <laughs> No, because I know your history. And he's like, Well, you're right. So he got locked <laughs> <laughs> like that's so great um but yeah it's it's a whole thing it's a whole lock sport community and everything it's most of the people are really good really nice um uh my, my favorites are the people that are like you can't open a lock in a few seconds that's bullshit i know people that can <laughs> it's, it's, it's not as hard as people think once you get you know the fill and all that down and then you've got master lock who made a completely unpickable pick uh, unpickable lock made of all plastic. <laughs> I think I showed you that one, didn't I? Like, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They took a blowtorch to it and it did <laughs> it in like 10 seconds. It was great. Like that's master lock for you. But yeah, uh, there's no unpickable lock. <laughs> there's some locks that's hard that maybe like 10 people in the world can pick, but there's no pick that's hmm. completely unpickable. Yeah, you can't pick this lock, but you can melt the shit out of it. Oh, that was so (laughs) I was like, oh, it's made of plastic. That's great. And then they take a blowtorch to it. (laughs) I was like, this made that video ten times better. Um, (laughs) And if you missed the last show, uh, speaking of getting stuff out there uh, for shipping and all that, um, if you missed the last show, I did mention 
if you were one of the book giveaway winners back in June and it was not our fault, shit happened, check your emails from DV Radio. DV Radio book giveaway should be the subject. If you got an email from me, I need your information <laughs> so I can send you your stuff. Uh, we do have a few DV Radio goodies in there. I don't know if you guys will like them or if it'll make up for the time lost of not getting your books. Um, <laughs> but if we can make it right, we most certainly will. Uh, so please check your emails and we'll get those out as soon as we can. Um, and just to keep things easier for me and, and the person I got to have go out and mail stuff, uh, I'll probably ship everything out as soon as I have everybody's contact info. So <laughs> to get your shit quicker, <laughs> get me <your> contact <laughs> info. And I won't keep your stuff on file or anything. As soon as I send it out and you receive your stuff and I know you received your stuff, I'll delete all that. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, other than into tribute, New Year's and Christmas, we're probably not going to have a barracks talk the weekend of Christmas. I haven't talked to everybody yet, but it's looking like we're probably not going to have one on the 23rd. Um, we may do one that week. Depending on everybody's schedule, we don't know yet. Um, but we probably won't have one on the 23rd, uh, just because it's Christmas weekend. Um, and then Sunday's Christmas Eve and then Monday's Christmas Day. So, but we most likely will have one on, uh, Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, uh, to bring in the New Year's. So we'll probably skip Saturday the 30th and on Sunday we'll have a barracks talk to make up for that Saturday, which will turn into a barracks party to bring us into the New Year's. If everybody's willing to be on the show because New Year's is on a Monday this year or next year, excuse me. Um, so I'll get with everybody and see how that's working out. But for right now, almost certain we will not have one on December 23rd. And if that hurts you, I'm sorry, but we'll try to make up for it. Uh, anything else oink, that I can think of? I, I, no, my brain's hurting. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, since our brains are hurting, we're going to let somebody else take over. Uh, he's not been on in a while. Uh, I don't know how it's going to be a red light night with a chaplain on the air. But, <laughs> I mean, I guess we can make it happen. Uh, but it's none other than Brad Borders from Oink. Purple Heart Homes. Oh. You still can't say it, Brad. I'm sorry. I know. I know. It's, I, <laughs> I know. it's okay. When I'm typing okay. it out, it, it's bad, Brad. When I'm typing it out, I... Y'all have a PowerPoint drawn <laughs> up later on how to pronounce it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad, Brad. When I'm sitting here typing it out, I have to do it really slow. I know. <laughs> uh, it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't roll off the tongue, but unless you just <laughs> say it over and over again. So, and that's throwing me on. Yeah. Hey man, it's it's been a while, and you know me and Oink yeah. have been talking about getting you on for probably a few months here recently. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry we didn't get you on sooner, but how are things going uh, with the organization and what you guys are doing this year? Well, I, I'm going to start off with a confession. If that's okay. That'd be okay. Well, be that. yes. When was your last confession, my son? Well, <laughs> it's right now. Right. So uh, my my, uh, my confession is is that. Up until about a week and a half ago, I'd never seen the movie The Big Lebowski. Oh, Brad. What? <laughs> right? Brad. Right? 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 And I, I just like, everybody was, I, I was like, my wife and I sat down and I was like, you know, there's that movie, The Big Lebowski, and there's so many quotes from it. 
maybe we should watch that. And bro, I laugh from minute one all the way till the Folgers <laughs> coffee can at the end. I mean, and then I went back and watched it again because I heard some stories about the dude Donnie that's in it, that Donnie is not a real person. He's just a figment of Walter's imagination, one of yes. his buddies from Vietnam. Is that I mean, are y'all tracking that? Like yeah, all the that's theories? A whole, that's a whole conspiracy theory out there and they had a review just recently with uh Jeff Bridges, um <laughs> John Goodman and uh what's his name? <laughs> uh, uh, uh yeah, the, the funny guy. Yeah, right. the little guy. Um, they had a reunion just recently, not that long ago, and they actually brought that up. And they all looked at each other and they went, that is a possibility. <laughs> it's a, I know, right? Right? Because it's so outrageous, no. right? <laughs> it's so fantastic, man. The dude abides. And then then the other theory is is that, that the dude is uh, like, I mean, the, like I'm a chaplain, so that the dude is the Christ figure. Yes. Right? Yes. So you go like the end of the movie and, and, uh, you know, freaking Sam Elliott there with his cowboy hat and his big awesome mustache. And <laughs> he goes, the dude abides, right? And he goes, the dude abides, man. Right? I mean, you go straight to the gospel of John, that whole, mm-hmm. the whole thing about abiding, right? I mean, it's yes. just, I was like, well, this is a theology movie too, right? <laughs> it <was> is. Just, <laughs> well, it's funny it's so that you good, say that, man. Brad. It's so funny good. that you bring that up because back in September, <laughs> I, I'm not joking, I became an ordained minister of Dudism. Did you really? It is. <laughs> oh, wait, it's wait, back up. Of Dudism? Of Dudism. Of dudism. It's real. Like the dude. I will send you the screenshots of everything, of the letter of good standing, the certificate Bro, man. of ordination. Are you kidding I've got the me, patches. man? I've got it I all. I want to go to that. I want to go to that seminary. Okay. okay. I wanna, I've got the I'm books, to, Brad. I'm ready I've got to the study, books. Man. That is incredible, man. Oh my god. So I can so do good. marriages. I can do funerals. I can do it all. Like what a <laughs> That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Man. That's fantastic. So I got it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a quick. I get another movie story, and then I'll jump into. Uh, Purple Heart Home stuff. Is that okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So this is a, this is a war story in 2009. Uh, Bob Spiker, uh, was in a civil affairs unit and, uh, we had just gotten there like, uh, you know, it was June of, uh, 2009. And my boss was like, Hey, Chaplain, man, you need to do something for nice for the boys. You know, when the, all of my dudes, like we all ended up, we were all went to Spiker and then everybody shotgunned out to different units because, TA teams were always, you know, four man teams. And, uh, but we had everybody at the, at the main hub for a little while. And, and I was like, Hey, sir, we're going to do movie night. Right. And, uh, so we were in the old, um, Spiker was the old Iraqi Air Force Academy, basically. And we were in the kind of the, our, our unit was all in the officers quarters. And we had, you know, we had hardened, uh, buildings with, uh, flat top roofs on them. And so I set up. A, uh, like a makeshift movie theater on top of the roof of where we were living and had a, a, a screen and, and like Christmas lights. And, you know, I mean, it was like an out, it was like a drive-in movie theater. So there was no vehicles, right? Everybody came up. And so we were trying to figure out what movie we were going to play. And then my XO was like, he was like, chap, man, you ought to do, you ought to show them stripes. 
And I was like, yeah, we should show them Stripes because none of these punks have ever seen that movie. They don't know who Bill Murray is except for like his new stuff. And he was old now. And so he's like, I got the DVD because this is before the days of the cloud and Netflix and all that. Right. He's like, I've got a director's cut of Stripes. And I was like, awesome. Right. So I rigged everything <laughs> up, had like 25 dudes uh, up on the up on the roof, plugged it in. And I don't know when the last time you saw Stripes was, but I saw Stripes in the movie theater in 1981 when I was, (laughs) when I was 17 years old. Right. And I had not seen the original Stripes. I'd only seen the TBS version of it. You know, the one with (laughs) commercials and with all of the other stuff cut out of it. Well, the director's cut had extra stuff into it. (laughs) And so there's this going. (laughs) <laughs> where Captain Stillman is like got up set of binoculars and he's looking into the women's barracks. Yeah. And there's all these these you know, female soldiers that are taking their bathing, right? And in the director's cut, there was extra stuff, right? And so I've got this giant screen and it's just straight naked women on the screen. <laughs> And all these like nineteen, twenty year old kids, and they. And and what do you think they said? What do you think they said? They were like, "Yeah, Chaplin, you're the man. Yeah, this is great, right?" And I was mortified, man. I was like, "Dear God in heaven!" I walked out in the edge of the roof. I looked out in the desert. I was like, "Lord, strike me dead now!" Like I'm here. I am corrupting these kids and. Anyhow, I was, I didn't want to cut the movie off. So I just let them let it play and they watched it and laughed. They thought it was great and everything. Then the, and then the bub the next day, I'm sitting there and they go around to all the S shops, you know, to one, two, three, everybody. And they finally they get to me and they were like, Chaplin, you got a word of the day. And I had them a word of the day. I can't remember what it was. And they were like, and then boss was like, Hey, Chaplin, how'd movie night go last night? Oh, I was like, sir, it's like, went great. Morale's high. Had about 27 <laughs> soldiers there, right? He said, what you going to show next week? Debbie does Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So anyhow, that's how my, that's how my, uh, my combat tour in Iraq in 2009 started. And let me tell you, I didn't hear mm. the end of it. Like when we were even, they were even talking about it on the, on the, you know, the C-17 out of there uh, a year later. Yeah. I guess it's a good thing. None of the soldiers taught you into playing porkies. Then. <laughs> Oh Lord, it, it probably would have happened, man. I, I uh, yeah. Uh, anyhow, uh, between t- the uncut version of Stripes and the Big Lebowski, um, I'm I'm probably I'm a I'm a corrupted chaplain. I apologize. There, there's actually a similar scene in Porky's, except they're not using binoculars. You remember how the old schools used to be, where the showers was basically oh I remember the bottom floor, and you could see down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They start looking at the women through the showers in that window. And I, I was a kid when I first watched Porky's. I've seen Porky's too. So, uh, I've seen, I've seen both Porky's one and Porky's two. So, uh, okay. saw right. that went in the movie theater as well when it came out. So I'm dating myself. So now, I was born before the Tet Offensive in Vietnam. So there you go. That's great. Uh, yeah, man. Well, I pre- appreciate you guys having me on, man. I'm glad to glad to be here. Miss miss talking to y'all. Yeah, and we missed you, brother. And and like I said, it's it's been a minute, and me and Oink were trying to get you on, and yeah. just the the planets would not align, if you will. <laughs> and, I understand, and, man. Uh, 
Yeah. We, we hated that we couldn't get you on sooner because you just had the, uh, and, and forgive me, I can never remember the name of it, but it was the bike challenge, correct? Yeah. We had, yeah, we had our, yeah, our yearly bike event called Take That Hill. Uh, it's a really cool event this year. We do it, we do it here in, in North Carolina, uh, in Statesville. We, uh, we start and end it at Southern Distilling. Um, and, uh, it's a, it's a local distillery here. They've got a, really phenomenal facility. Um, and, um, th- this event started, uh, during COVID with about 13 cyclists. And then this year we had, uh, close to 200 this year. So it's really growing. We had uh, a couple of Medal of Honor recipients come, a couple of guys from, uh, from Vietnam era Medal of Honor recipients that came and spoke at our kind of our after party. Oh, wow. Um, and, uh, they were incredible. Um, Joe Marm was one of them. And if you, if anybody's seen the, the movie, we were soldiers, um, with, uh, with, uh, Mel Gibson, um, Joe, uh, Joe retired as a full bird colonel, but, uh, in the, in the Adrang Valley, you know, he was a young lieutenant and, uh, uh, was awarded the Medal of Honor for, for his actions, uh, in that battle and, uh, got shot in the face and lived to tell about it and then went on and did a, you know, a 30 year career in the army. He's pretty incredible dude. And, uh, but, uh, had a, had a great, great event this year. Um, great turnout, great, great folks there. And, uh, you know, man, we'll roll it back again next year. Uh, uh, hopefully we'll have even more out. It's just a really good day. We had a Huey helicopter on site that was, uh, brought in by some folks over in a, a neighboring County. And, and, uh, it was really good. Man. Had an awesome. A lot of veterans. We had, uh, the warrior used to be the warrior. Used to call it the warrior transition unit uh, at at the you know the guys that were hurt and mm-hmm. transitioning out. They call I think they call it the soldier recovery unit now. But okay. they brought about uh, eight guys up from Fort Bragg. Um, you know some dudes on some hand crank bikes, dudes that had been hurt and injured. Uh, one guy you know paralyzed from a from a uh, combat incident and uh, he, he, he rode, you know, did a 35 mile bike ride on a hand crank deal. Uh, it was really good. Really good. Wow. We had a great time. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, you mentioned uh, uh, we were soldiers in, in John and all. I bet Mike Gordia would be really interested to get to talk to him because he wrote uh, uh, all those books on how more, and he got to talk with Hal and his wife and, and all that. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. I have, uh, I've seen his books. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Beautiful writer. Um, yeah. And I've not been able to read all of his books and get through all of them, but from what I've read, it's not your normal, um, biography or documentary type book. It, it's, it's, a, he tells the stories in a different way that just captivates you and makes you want to yeah, cool. turn the page and get to the next bit. But that's yeah, awesome. That's cool. had him there. And I'm sure that that touched a lot of the other uh, soldiers and veterans that was there with you guys as well. It did. It means a lot for veterans, you know, you know, as well as I do, you guys, if y'all go to veterans events and I'm sure you do. And, you know, you get to meet somebody who, you know, was awarded the medal of honor. There's only 67 living medal of honor recipients. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, to be able to meet somebody like, I remember, um, I did the invocation for a Carolina Panthers game, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. And I took they, the USO of North Carolina invited me and my family to come down and I did the pregame and it was the, you know, it was the veterans day salute to service stuff. And, uh, Kyle White, um, was, uh, was also there. Uh, Kyle was, uh, 173rd guy from, uh, 
you know, um, over in Afghanistan and all of the cop keating stuff, I think. And, and, uh, but, um, he was beating the drum, um, you know, to bring everybody out on the field. And then I had a buddy from third group that, uh, uh, guy named Mikey Fairfax. Mikey had, had lost a leg and, in um in Iraq back in you know 2006 and so Mikey got I got I did the invocation Mikey flipped the coin and then and then Kyle beat the drum and you know it was a really cool day and and so my son and I are standing out on the sideline my son was about he was probably 14 at the time and Cam Newton that was when they were good right (laughs) (laughs) Cam Newton was like on the side we're right on the sideline and Cam Newton's huge and and uh my son was like, Man, there's Cam Newton. I was like, I was like, Yeah, but look at that guy right there. You see that dude, a dude named Kyle White. And he was like, Yeah, he's a he's got a medal around his neck. I said it's a medal of honor. And I said, I said, it's way more important for you to meet that guy than it is for you to meet a football player. And mm-hmm. so uh my son went over and shook Kyle's hand. And, you know, my son's got that memory that he got to he got to meet a Medal of Honor recipient because not everybody gets to do that, you know. And uh yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever heard Kyle Carpenter. Um, uh, Kyle's a, he's a Marine, um, Medal of Honor recipient, but, uh, we've been in the Marine Corps for about seven months. Um, and he was in Afghanistan and, you know, that guy chucked a grenade in on him and his buddy and he, he jumped on this grenade to, to save his friend and, and live, you know, lived. And, uh, um, I've heard Kyle speak a couple of times, but he's like amazing. His story. Um, and the story is not just about, you know, what he did. His story is about what he's learned since he got hurt. Right. And, um, it's just super powerful. He wrote a great book about it and, and I can't remember the name of it, but, um, if you just look up Kyle Carpenter, he's got a pretty cool podcast too. And he interviews a lot of great people, uh, super humble guy, you know, real soft spoken and, uh, but just a real, you know, kind of one dude you hang around and you just feel, you just feel better about the world after you meet somebody like that, you know? So, uh, it's a real honor, you know, getting to work where I work, um, get the opportunity to meet some people like that, which is really cool. Yeah. He actually was in Afghanistan when I'd gotten back from Iraq. And for those wondering what the book is, it's you're worth it building a life worth fighting for. I never actually sat down and read it, but I've heard amazing things about it. It's, it's, it's not one of those, um, quote unquote bro vet super vet books. It's no it's a real story. It, it is. It's it's it is yeah. it's hard for a lot of people to get through it, even those that have never served or anything. And if if you're willing to sit down and, and go through it, then it's it's definitely one to pick up. Yeah, it's evocative. Yeah. This, he tells one of the stories about how he's had like a you know kind of everybody has that um um I guess a um dark night of the soul moment, mm-hmm. right? Where you're at the bottom. Um, so, you know, of course, it's after he got hurt and he was back home and he was, he was, um, he was back home in South Carolina and his mom had, um, left the house and he was trying to make a bowl of cereal and just trying to eat a bowl of cereal and he couldn't do it. Right. He just couldn't, he couldn't get the cereal in the bowl. He couldn't get the milk in the bowl. He couldn't get, he couldn't hold the spoon. And he, and he was like, who, who is, you know, how am I ever going to be somebody that does anything good in his life if I can't even make a freaking bowl of cereal, you know? And, uh, and that he's, he looks back on that as like the, that was a turning point in his life where, where he realized that, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to stay this way. I want to, I want to, I want to, you know, make a turn. I want to head in a, in a, 
positive direction. And, and he really has. I mean, he, he's inspired a lot of people and I'm, I'm super proud to have been able to shake his hand. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to get him on the show sometime because. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. Just hearing how he's dealt with things, right. To get where he's at because of what happened and it's after effects, right. Just like you said, you know, you have that dark tunnel moment when something like that happens and his just happened to be that bold cereal. And then just one day, one minute, one second at a time and look where he's at now. He's for sure. He's, uh, he's, he's the epitome of inspiration. Um, he really is. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm glad that you, you guys got to do all that. That's, and like you said, you know, to your son, that's, that's way more worthy of him meeting someone like that than a celebrity because yeah, what's a celebrity really done other than entertainment value? I mean, I, I yeah, have not been down entertainment value at all, right? I'm yeah, not absolutely. That. We all yeah. need something to occupy our minds here and there. But yeah. what have they done to set forth something greater for the country, for yeah. mankind itself, right? And I know people are like, oh, you're you're just talking about America and blah, blah, blah. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, you go back to the start of wars. If we didn't have wars, where would we be, right? And I hate wars. I wish we didn't have them. That being said, if wars hadn't have happened millennia ago, right? Hmm. Where would we be at? Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, let's not get all depressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for those that don't know, could you tell really quick what you guys do around the country? Yeah. So uh, yeah, Purple Heart Homes is a 501c3 based out of Statesville, North Carolina, but we're national and we, uh, We've done work in almost every state uh, in America, and we just did our uh, fifth project in Puerto Rico. And uh, so we have a chapter in Puerto Rico now. Um, we primarily do uh, critical home repair, safety, and accessibility renovations uh, for disabled veterans' homes. Uh, but about two years ago, we um, developed a uh, and entered into the manufacturing realm uh, where we now manufacture uh, tiny houses. Um, to uh, help, uh, you know, alleviate the veteran homelessness issue. Um, and we've worked with a couple of, uh, we're working, we've worked with our homeless shelter here in Statesville uh, through their Veterans Transition Program and have donated two of these tiny houses to their program. And there's two veterans living in those now. Um, and I think we're up to, I don't think, I think we've built 16 of them now. And um, so uh, that program's really growing. Um, and we've become a licensed manufacturer now. So all the inspections happen in house. And so we don't have to, you know, um, be bogged down by, uh, um, local inspections and, and uh, bureaucracy. Um, it's basically like, uh, you know, a manufactured home somewhere else that is all inspected and you just bring it out to your property and, and install it, you know, and so, uh, that's been really cool. And so, uh, we just celebrated our 15th year. Um, of existence, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, most, uh, nonprofits, uh, uh, don't last, uh, more than two or three years. And so we're really, uh, we're really glad to see that we've got some sustainability and, uh, um, you know, hopefully long after I, uh, hang my, whatever it is I hang up on the wall. Um, you know, and when I leave Purple Heart Homes, hopefully, you know, 20 years from now that the kids that are, that are raising their right hand today will have a resource. Uh, when they retire, you know, in 20 years, um, and, uh, that Purple Heart Homes will still be around, uh, 
still meeting the needs of those who have uh, who have said yes to serving our country. Yeah, and I, I just want to expand a little bit on your tiny homes because I'm sure when some of our listeners hear tiny homes, they're thinking of you know the man shed outside that got converted into a house that has no room in it yeah. except for one person standing up laying down. Uh, could right. you explain exactly what these tiny homes are? Because I've seen a few of them uh, through social media and all, and and they aren't as tiny as people might expect. They are considered tiny homes, but they look just like a normal everyday, for be- lack of a better term, mobile home. Yeah, they yeah they yeah they're uh, they're stick built um, three hundred twenty square foot homes, right? Uh, they come equipped with um, regular size appliances, uh, microwave, stove, refrigerator. Um, we have one bedroom, a kitchen, living area, and a fully uh, adaptive uh, bathroom with a barn door on it. Um, and when we install them, uh, we'll put a uh, we'll put a we put a deck on as well, you know, to give some outside space. Um, we have um, right now we've got one here in Statesville that is. Um, uh, a local family donated us the, uh, some property, and so we put one on it uh, as a rental space uh, for a veteran. And um, just this year, I got involved with uh, Veterans Treatment Court, and I don't know if you guys are tracking what that's all about, but um, um, I am. I've been through it. Okay, wonderful. Well, I'm, I I got I got connected with Veterans Treatment Court uh, before it got started here. Um, just simply through, uh, I had some friends in law enforcement call, they will call me up when there were veterans in trouble. And, um, they told me about this vet who was in trouble and, and, uh, his story was just like, I was just blown away by how nobody wanted to listen to, you know, his stories, of his context, right. That he had two combat tours. He had a bunch of friends that had taken their own lives and he was self-medicating and got in trouble. And. Uh, there wasn't any, there was no, there was no platform given for him to, or, or to get the help he needed, right? Because he was self-medicating so much. And so, um, that was kind of when we started, you know, looking at, at veterans treatment court here. And after a couple year process, we finally got it going this year. And one of the veterans that is, um, coming through the program is homeless, um, and, uh, needed a place to live. And so, uh, We've got a couple more little things left to do uh, to get the, the the certificate of occupancy for this thing. But this particular veteran that's coming through our uh, treatment court program is going to be uh, moving in um, to that thing within the next 30 days. And we're pretty excited about that. And so uh, that's, that's another that's another thing that we can do and, and bring to bear to you know get him out of the homeless shelter. I don't know if you spend any time around a homeless shelter, if you've ever been in one, but you know, if you're struggling with substance abuse or mental health issues, the homeless shelter is a tough place to go because there's plenty of both of those to go around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's widely available, you know, uh, and the barter system is in full effect. And so um, it's a it's a tough place if you're dealing with addiction uh, to be. I, I got it, man. You know, we need places like that. And I fully support ours. And I think our Homeless shelter is great, but like when you, if you got an alternative place to go, the best place is not to be there, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, it can be really tough, but, uh, we're really, we're really proud that, uh, we're going to be able to get this guy off the streets and, and in a safe, warm, safe, dry place to live. So. That's, that's awesome. That's, and I know you're a chaplain, but you know, this is very, it's talk. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. What you guys have done. I mean, really, it's, 
people see an organization doing something and they're like, oh, well, that's just another organization to put some money in somebody's pocket and they're just doing this once in a while. That's not true with what you are doing and are a part of. You guys actually, how much is it again that goes towards the veterans? Well, as far as like, as far as uh, what we raise and how much goes to the veteran, um, we're at like eighty cents on the dollar goes to the veteran right now, which is uh, I think with industry standard, like there are some organizations that it's way higher than that, mm-hmm. but those are generally pass through organizations, and so a pass through organization is a is a nonprofit that raises money to give money away, right? And so their staff is very small, right? But we have we have to have a staff. We have to have a we have a warehouse, you know, where we have a manufacturing facility where we hire veterans. In fact, we've got a combat injured Marine missing an arm. He got his arm blown off in, in uh, Fallujah in 2005. He's out working building tiny houses, right? And so we employ veterans, and we got to pay these dudes. These dudes have families, right? And so we got to pay these guys. To, and so uh, we feel really proud uh, of the fact that you know that the money that we're bringing in that that 80% goes 75 to 80% every year goes to uh, what it is that we do. And um, if you look back over this year, um, we are, have now clipped over since our founding in 2008, we've done, we've helped over 1200 veterans nationwide, but this year alone, oh, I think it's like 180 completed projects this year. And, you know, to some, to some outsider listening to that, that's not a lot, but considering what you guys are doing, you're, you're going out here and you're helping veterans with accessibility needs, the tiny homes, yeah. uh, the, 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 uh, the, the veteran courts and all this. Yeah. That is a huge number. I mean, it really is. And, and you're not a CEO sitting there making millions of dollars a year off of these. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make clear to people that's listening too, because like I said, a lot of people will see an article or something like that, and they're going to be like, "Oh, that's just another publicity stunt." When in in fact, that's further from the truth. Yeah, I mean, if you think about too, if it, it, it will hundred and whatever it is, one hundred sixty five, hundred eighty projects this year, each one of those projects is is an average cost of seventeen thousand two hundred dollars per project. Wow, right? That's what not. That's not. That is the cost. That's the average cost. There are many others. And, and so there's some of them that come in, like the vet calls in and says, you know, my house was built in 1952 and my roof's gone. It's, uh, I got my, my daughter's bedroom has water running in it. Our HVAC is out. Um, you know, I'm 50% disabled, uh, and I can't get my disability rating any higher, but I'm unable to work because of Parkinson's disease or whatever. Right. And all of the, you know, we get the whole, we get the whole story mm-hmm. from, from these folks. And, and so, uh, many times the, the projects are, are so expansive that we can't do it on our own. And so instead of saying no, what we do is, is that we let, we try to do our best to leverage our relationships within that particular community, wherever they live. We go to the, we will reach out to the local, to the, to the town. Um, to the local veteran service organizations, the VFW, the, the American Legion. Uh, but then also too, we have great partnerships with other national nonprofits like Gary Sinise Foundation, the Semper Fi Fund. And they've been in Semper Fi Fund. Let me just say, I keep saying it's the good things about 
Gary Sinise and Semper Fi Fund. And then, and then the other one, the, the one that has just blown my mind for the last two years is Owens Corning, which makes roofing shingles. Um, they have um, a program called the Roof Deployment Program, where if, if the veteran lives in a community where Owens Corning has a platinum contractor in that area and that veteran needs a new roof, the, the Owens Corning will reach out to that platinum contractor and say, hey, if you'll provide the labor for this veteran's house, we'll supply the shingles. And they have done this year alone 35 three, three roofs. Now, I don't know if you checked last time. I don't know if you've had to put a roof on a house, uh, but that doesn't cost a hundred dollars. You know? No, no, it's not cheap. A, I mean, if you think about that, that 35 roofs this year alone at a minimum cost of $10,000 per roof. It's minimum actually cost funny. Yeah. I was getting ready to say, it's funny. You bring that up a few years ago when we had this part added on to the house through, uh, the adaptive housing uh through the yep. VA. Um, through the grant yep right well the p- other part of the house its roofing wasn't in terrible shape but it was getting there and i talked to the contractor and we worked out a deal and i ended up paying the 10 grand but it was over yep. a very long amount of time right. <laughs> you know monthly yeah, i'll give you uh, 20 which, bucks a month man yeah <laughs> pretty much that's about what it yeah. was at. but it was it was like i think yeah. it was like 10 and some change and it's and this yeah. is a tin roof this isn't you know sitting up there making sure all the staples are in each shingle this is tin roof so <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's incredibly expensive and prices have gone up and you know i don't know if you guys have checked we've had been dealing with a uh, in, uh, little thing called inflation for the last couple of years. Um, now, Brad, and, uh, it's coming down now. Inflation. Yeah, yeah I know. Right. Yeah. Right. It's coming it's down. Flat. Yeah. Yeah. Flat. yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, since 20, 2020, you know, our average cost per project now is $17,500 or seventeen two. In 2020, our average cost per project was a, just under 12000 It's going up 5000 for the same stuff. Or the same stuff going up five thousand dollars, right? I'm actually just, glad you're here to say that because we were actually talking about pricing a couple of weeks ago, and yeah. all we can really compare it to is like JJ's woodworking and the stuff I do with the dioramas and stuff. Yeah. But hearing it on a construction scale, yeah. that's a whole other scale, right? I mean, this is necessities. This is things that you need. Twelve thousand then, and you're up five grand today in yep. less than yep. four years, really. <laughs> that's true yeah it's insane it's insane and then and then you know we and and what that that has done is that that created a, a a huge problem for us uh where we have awesome project managers who will do everything they can to make sure the veterans are taken care of but because prices went up our grants that we get a lot of the grants that we get from our national partners, Home Depot, Lowe's, those, you know, the big corporations, Mm -hmm. the grants didn't go up with the, with the, uh, with, with inflation. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, you know, it's no, it's no fault on, on our grantors. Right. They're still extremely, at least they didn't cut. Right. Yeah. But they get us the same amount of money. And so what ends up happening, you get the same amount of money and then you burn through it quicker. Right. And so by September, October, then at that point, now the veterans that are calling in, we've got a backlog of veterans we haven't served. We've got more applications coming in every day, you know, and then, and then, you know, like Fox Sports is one of our, 
one of our, um, you know, partners that, that does a lot of cool stuff for us. They, you know, they sponsor Take That Hill this year and they, they ran an ad, uh, where they talked about us on Veterans Day weekend on a couple of the football games. And we I got like a tell hunt. you, Brad, my mom yeah. in here to tell me that she's seen that on the news. And I was like, Oh, really? You seen that? It's just like, yeah, is it that, that guy down there? That's that guy. <laughs> yeah. remember, obviously she was so excited. I was like, yeah, that's them. <laughs> well, we got a hundred applications that day. That's right? wow. You know, did they also right? do a Super Bowl? Yeah, it- we did. Yeah. We were involved with the Super Bowl a little bit last year. Um, uh, kind of in some of the pregame stuff. And uh, we did a project uh, out in Arizona um, with the uh, Fox Sports staff, right? So mm-hmm. kind of their their folks. Uh, we did um, we did we built the tiny home depth Charlotte Motor Speedway this year. Uh, with the Fox Sports got a huge office in Charlotte to kind of take care of NASCAR and all mm-hmm. that, and so all of their folks came out uh, into the parking lot out in front of the stadium. And we built a uh, we had all our crew down there building a uh, building a tiny home down there, and so. Uh, They've been really good to us, man. But they've got a, they're kind of philanthropic wing of, of Fox Sports. It's called Fox Cares. Uh, and, uh, they're, they're amazing, man. I mean, that, that's not just Purple Heart Homes. They, they, you know, they partner with a lot of other charities helping kids and, uh, vet, but veterans are a big part of, of, of what they, uh, they believe in. And so uh, we're really, yep. uh, really glad about that. And let's not forget, you know, not only was it Fox Sports, but uh, you also you're doing some stuff with Lifetime with uh, uh, Montel over there, correct? Yeah, man, crazy. Montel was here in Statesville yesterday, right? So, um, so Mil- Lifetime has a, a program called Military Makeover. Um, there, there was um, uh, Designing Spaces was the was the um, is a, is another show that that's on there really big and. Um, back in the day when they first started military makeover, Arlie Ermey was the guy. Remember the gunny, mm-hmm. right? From, from Full Metal Jacket, right? We actually tried to get him on the show and then a couple of weeks later he passed away. <laughs> man, I, I met him in an airport one time, man. He's like a genuinely decent dude, man. I just, uh, it was really cool. I saw him in the airport. I was like, gunny, what's up? He was like, hey, how's it going? You know, <laughs> and, and, uh, <laughs> but, um, so military makeover, uh, yeah, we, we partner with them. We're doing, um, we're doing, we're helping four veterans, uh, through military makeover over the course. Uh, it's the show started running, uh, at Veterans Day. Uh, the first show was about, um, a, uh, a guy in Texas, um, got, uh, blown up in, in combat, lost his eye. Um, and then, uh, uh they, they actually asked us to see if we could find, a veteran in Statesville and uh, we got about 10 names and they interviewed and, and they picked uh, a local veteran here, young guy. Um, he got, uh, he got injured in a um, parachuting accident, jumping out of a um, UH 60 about a year and a half ago, broke his back and uh, he was going to be uh, medically retired. Uh, and so anyhow, the, the whole, military makeover circus is coming to Statesville you know, next month. And <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be crazy, you know, but we're really, we're really happy about that. And, and, uh, um, there's going to be two other veterans going to be helped. So it's going to be going on for almost a year. Uh, all those shows that'll be running on, uh, on lifetime. And so, uh, uh, Montel's a cool dude, man. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a Marine. Um, and, uh, you know, went to the Naval Academy too. So, uh, uh, pretty, uh, pretty sharp dude. And, uh, uh, he really believes in, in, uh, in what he's doing. And, 
Um, I met the founder of Military Makeover. He's a super genuine guy. But check this out. He lives in Florida, and his next-door neighbor is Vanilla Ice. Oh, my God. Of all I was the like, people. are you kidding me? I said, Rob Van Winkle is your neighbor. He was like, yeah, man, Rob is awesome. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean he's awesome? He's like, Rob has every piece of equipment that you can imagine. I was he like, does. what do you mean? He's like, he's got a backhoe. I was like, what? He was like, yeah, my neighbor needed a trench, dug, And Rob said, I got that. And he went over and got and brought his backhoe over and dug a trench for him. So. I've, I've heard some stories about him with just the neighbors. He yep. literally has every piece of equipment you could imagine. Like, yeah, he get it and do it for you. Like, he doesn't yeah. care. He wants to do I something. He's like the best neighbor in the world. Yeah. He's right. like, I think he's he like that has- guy. Yeah. I think he still has that episode on uh, HGTV, the the or the DIY program. I, I think he still has that episode. Oh no, kidding! That that, that should, yeah. yeah. You know, the man gets a lot of flack for back in the day when he he was doing music and all. But you know what? I think he's paid his dues since then. <laughs> I think we don't need to let up off of him. He's done a lot of good stuff since then. But yeah, I've, I've heard stories like that, Brad, like he'll just, he'll be talking yeah. to his neighbor and he's like, oh yeah, let me go get that and I'll do it for you. And yeah. I'm like, dude makes yeah. millions of dollars a year and he's out here in the dirt. <laughs> like, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, he was perfect yeah. and that's my boy. Right. That, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was um, great. So it's, it's getting near the end of the hour and I, yeah. I don't like ending at all with when we've got you on Brad, cause we could go on for hours. We have before. Um, <laughs> we have. That's true. That's true. But, um, what do you guys have going on or that's getting ready to come up in the new year that you want everybody to know about? And maybe they can get involved and speaking of getting involved, how can they help donate or anything of that nature? Yeah. Well, if people want to find out more about what we do, it's really simple. You just go to our website. It's phhusa.org. Um, and you can find out we've got a huge calendar of events that are, that are, you know, that'll be coming up next year. The big thing for us this year, you know, coming up in the first part of the year is obviously, uh, military makeover and, uh, and we're going to have several events coming up. We're still finalizing that. We've had some staff changes and we've got a new marketing director. Uh, and she's got some, she's brand new, like just within the last couple of weeks. And we're really fortunate to have her. Uh, so we're get, we'll have some new initiatives coming up next year, but I'll let you guys know about those once that's all fleshed out. Um, but going to our going to our website is really the, the the best way to uh, to get involved with us. We do have a we have a stupid radio program that we do every week, right? <laughs> <laughs> Called putting the pieces back together. And I got to tell you, I've got so it's me and, and John Galena, our co-founder, uh, and uh, and then we have uh, Devin Alexander. He's known as Devil Dog Devin because he's a Marine. And uh, John was not able to be on there this week, and it was just Devin and I. And then our guest had to cancel, and so we didn't have a guest. That's right. So it was just me yep. and Devin, <laughs> and we did the entire show about the the Whoopi, right? The yep. entire show was about Brad, the Whoopi. Brad, welcome to a normal Saturday night with DV Radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they had a, they had a conflict though, and I, I think we, we need to bring this up, Brad, so we can get this thing solved, right? Right, exactly. Tell them the conflict. Well, is it called a whoopee, or is it right. called a poncho liner? That's correct. And what I found out is, is if you're a marine, it's a poncho liner. Like every marine that called in, was like, no nah, man, that's a freaking poncho liner. 
it's not a whoopee. And every army dude <laughs> said, no, nah, man, it's a whoopee. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, but you got hilarious. more dog. We what is it? Movie. They have their yeah. Team. I I I only know it as a poncho liner. See, that's <laughs> right. Yep. He's, he's yep. a marine, right? Yep. He's a marine. You know. Well, but we well, had a great time with that. <laughs> well, if 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 you trust Wikipedia. Under poncho liner, a whoopee is a piece of field gear <laughs> in the United States military. Right. You know where the word whoopee comes from? Was it was in Mr. Mom? It was a it was a uh, um, little blanket oh man, from the sun. Yeah, it was the kid's blanket in the yeah in the, he didn't want to get show, rid of. In the, yeah, he didn't want to get rid of. It was his whoopee, and, yeah. and somehow it became in the army. It became known as a whoopee. The most coveted piece of gear that the army issues. Well, who wants to get rid of the Ruby once you've laid with that thing? Because it is the most comfortable piece of gear. When you I, have, I have one on my bed right now. See? See? I didn't turn into CIF. No, I'm, absolutely I'm, not. I'll pay for that one. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure mine is stashed out with a little Kevlar that may not have gotten turned in. Um <laughs> And a that may or may not have, yeah. And a rucksack <laughs> that may or may not have gotten lost. May or may not <laughs> have. Right. They make whoopee everything. You can buy a whoopee jacket. I even saw that you can like buy a whoopee robe, like a Hugh Hefner yeah. whoopee robe. <laughs> smoking jacket, yeah. Yeah, smoking jacket. It's got like a belt. You can tie it up and everything. Yeah, so I can get my monogram on my whoopee and wear it around. The- oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it comes it comes with a pipe to put in the pocket. I, I got a whoopee hoodie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, whoopee hoodie. Yeah. When, well, when does uh, putting the pieces back together air there uh, on it Facebook airs, and everything? Uh, every Thursday live. Um, we're, I mean, it, it, it's not like, I mean, we're, we're live on WSIC News Talk now. I get $18. Every time I say that, too, if I say WSIC <laughs> News Talk now, I'll get $18. Make um, sure that you you're know, the podcast, Brad. That's there right. Yeah, News Talk now, right? <laughs> yeah. And so Justin, the, the owner of the station, I've told him, I was like, you are behind on your payments. You're both payments <laughs> to me. But uh, 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time uh, every Thursday um, live in the in our local area, but it's also live on the WSIC Facebook page. And then. And then they push it out to, like, it's on, you know, it's on everything you guys are on, right? On the, you know, yeah. Apple and the, you know, pod, bean, bean pod, that kind of thing. Yeah, all that. Yeah. So, yeah. 1500, 3 o'clock Eastern, every Thursday, Correct. pretty much yeah. anywhere you can find it. And we are still trying, my Oink and myself are trying, excuse me, I did not mean to burp while I was talking, <laughs> are still trying to work out getting you guys put on DV radio. And as soon as we get that fixed, we, we will uh, obviously have putting. Oh, oh man, I'll hook you up with Devin. Devin's got all the, De- the devil dog. He's got all the, he's like our digital guy. So uh, don't ask me about that. I, you know, I, I would like, can, can I burn a CD for you? Is that how you do it? Actually, got all I was talking about music last night to a friend and I said, I literally played this CD until it could never be played again after I burned right. a song onto it. And she was like, do you burn CDs what? anymore? And I was like, I don't even have a CD ROM in 2023. Who has a CD ROM? I got vinyl. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, vi- yeah. Everybody's going back to vinyl. I, I my son bought a record player. Yeah. I, I had to get me one because I, I love vinyl because the sound, you can't beat that vinyl sound. 
And the amount of artists that are going to vinyl now, I'm just like, what happened? What, what happened? Man. I just want my old stuff back. <laughs> the more things change, the more they stay the same, man. Exactly. I'm telling you. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, vinyl, vinyl albums for me is like, that's how I grew up. And we would go mm-hmm. to a place called the record bar. Yep. And like, that's where you would go and you would flip through and you would, you know, man, the Molly Hatchet album, man, that like had like this <laughs> dude from Tolkien on the front of it with a big battle axe on a horse. You were like, that's got to be great music, right? And you right. didn't know. You had no idea. Exactly. You had no way of, you didn't know what you were getting until you took the plastic off of it and put it on your record player. And you either went, wow, this is amazing. Or boy, that sucks. I should have never paid $4.99 for that album, right? Yeah. You know, it's funny. You were talking about the album cover. Album covers will never be that good again, ever. No, no. Yeah. It, it was such a time of music and, and, and artistry and creativity that will never be matched or done again, ever. Yeah, it's so good. I, have the, uh, I actually have the Dio double dose of Donington with the printed Ronnie James Dio. Yes, I have, I have, I have that, that printed graphical vinyl with the album cover on the vinyl itself. That's incredible. Yes. And it wasn't cheap, but we're not going down that road. Anyway, (laughs) I just, I was, I was down in my basement and I just walked back into this, uh, I've got the uh, the original Van Halen, oh the very God. first Van Halen album. And on the front, it's just got BH on the front. And on the back, it's got David Lee Roth, like, jumping up in the air, doing a split while he's holding his microphone. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, you just, you, you can't, I, you can't I, make this stuff up. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking at my vinyl catalog right now because I'm that guy. And I've got... The monkeys from 1967, the original mono oh God. LP. Yeah. And then I've got, um, the original sticks, the lady album from 1980. Oh, yeah. That's so good, man. I've got that's about so 37 good. albums right now. <laughs> I'm still growing it again. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some of them are new, but a lot of them are the original. I actually had to go on a website, uh, not too long ago and i grabbed a few of the original beatles vinyls um and one of them was uh a a single and another one was a full album it has the actual apple on the album i can't even remember it i don't have it in my catalog right now because it it wasn't on the sleeve and i'm not gonna play it but yeah (laughs) it's It's awesome mm -hmm. i just found the uh uh, journey. It's still in the plastic. I've still got the plastic. It's journey, uh, raised on radio, uh, from the record bar in Sigil Hill Mall in Stateville, North Carolina, $7.99 on sale. So. I lied to you, Brad. I actually do have it in my catalog. I've got the Beatles Apple 1969 seven inch original. That's and awesome. then I've got the Beatles number one 1963 seven inch. Dang, bro, those things are valuable, man. A 78 and a 45. And you know, people like, they're not that valuable because there were so many of them made. You know how many of them are actually left in the world right now? <laughs> yeah, right. A lot of them are in landfills because people threw they them are. away. You know? They yeah. absolutely are. Uh, I've got 38 man. special strength in numbers. We need to stop. 
<laughs> I know, man, but I'll, I'll keep talking. I'll, I'll talk old classic music for days and days, so uh, oh. don't get me started. I'm with so. you. I'm with you, brother. Um, right. Look, uh, let's go around the table really quick. It looks like War Dog Hot Dolph. I didn't know he was getting off. Uh, really quick. <laughs> he says he's up in chat, but uh, I sent him a link again, so hopefully he'll rejoin. Okay. Okay. Hopefully he can get back in before we leave. Joel, do you have any questions or anything you want to say to Brad? Well, you know, Brad, thank you for coming on and sharing everything that you do. Um, I learned about the, uh, the, the, uh, the, what, I have my notes here. I learned about the <laughs> deployment program. I'm going to, I'm going to send them a note and I'm going to try to have them on my show as well. I believe me and you talked about three or two years ago. You came on my show. So it's really great to see that you, that you're still doing what you're doing. And, you know, on, on behalf of every vet here at MBR, I want to say thank you. Oh man. Thanks y'all. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's my pleasure. Yeah. I'll do, I'll do, I'll be doing something for veterans the rest of my life. No doubt. Even if that is showing them stripes, the full version. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> you know, next Saturday night, man, just come on over. It'll be the record cut of stripes. And, I'll bring uh, the popcorn. The How's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord uh oi questions or anything for uh brad no man i mean seriously purple art homes up you know helping over 12 well having over 1200 projects complete helping over 2200 veterans is no small feat guys let's be honest so and so like you said especially with inflation nowadays you guys are doing tremendous work like i said i am super glad that i caught uh, your interview with uh woody and wilcox uh, on my ride home that one day where yeah, you know man. we could get you on because uh, obviously I think this is something that uh, is worthwhile. Like I said, you guys opened up a couple of chapters up here in Alaska, and you know you continue to grow. So you know you got our full support. Hey, thanks, Wonka. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, Woody Wilcox have been great to us. Yeah, we oh, appreciate yeah. those guys. And, and, yeah. and no joke about uh, uh, Brad's podcast. They're putting the pieces back together. They had an awesome hundredth uh, uh, guest on. I can't remember his name, Colonel. Colonel T- uh, Mark Tillman, who was the pilot yes. for Air Force One on 9-11. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, his his stories brought back a lot of memories, you know, of where Doesn't we were though, all man. on that day. So, you know, yeah, it's no small yeah. feat with these people that you guys are interviewing. You know, you got some great guests. So check out their podcast. Check them out there on Thursdays at 1500. Great. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Absolutely. And just so Brad and everybody knows, we've got – uh, putting the pieces back together on dvradio.net under ways to listen. We are working on getting them on actual DV radios podcast, as well as we have them under the DVR family. You can go there and click on oink purple heart homes <laughs> and you can be taken directly to them. Uh, we've got Sergeant war dog back. It seems Sergeant war dog, anything you'd like to ask Brad or say to him uh, before we go around the table one last time for our end of barracks talk. I thank you for everything that you're doing. I love the idea of Purple Heart Homes, and uh, I really appreciate you sharing your story tonight. Hey, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you all for your service as well. Hey, Brad, you know it doesn't matter what what week it is. You are always welcome to come on the show. Just hit up Oink or myself, and we'll get you on, brother. We love what you guys are doing. Well, one last thing before I go. I know you were having trouble with the septic system at the TV farm. Boink, I think that Timmy Bates reached out to you. Did you ever connect with him? Uh, got- I, I did say, that, you know, if they did contact the farm, do you, you know, leave a voicemail? Uh, they're not the greatest with emails. So I'm hoping okay. uh, they did contact uh, Mike and Martha there. If not, 
by all means, you know, have them reach out again and we'll definitely, uh, you know, we definitely appreciate it. There's a company up in the Northeast that does some pretty, uh, um, uh, awesome things with, uh, some alternative ways of doing septic systems. Uh, and they love veterans. And so that, I think that's the company that Timmy was talking about. And so let me re-engage with him, uh, first of the week and maybe we can make something happen for you guys. Okay. If you guys can get me in on that email and I know we're talking business here at the end of the show, but if you can get me in on that email, the reason I say that, the reason I say that is because Mike and Martha have been having some medical things going on and they've not been on emails much lately. So if you get me in on that email, I'll get us all a meeting set up because I've actually got to set up another meeting with somebody else with them uh, soon. Okay. So we'll we'll, right. we'll figure something out. I'll get with Bates and we'll, uh, we'll do that in short order. Thanks guys. Thank you, Brad. We love you, brother. All right, bless y'all, man. Merry Christmas to you, man. God bless you. You too, brother. All right. Take care. So everybody that's listening right now, please head over to dvradio.net and click on ways to listen and listen, putting, listening to putting back, putting the pieces back together. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. They got to have these tongue twisters on every title, don't they? Putting the pieces back together as well as phhusa.org and go donate to them. Help them out in any way that you can. And don't forget military makeover. Hopefully we can all tune into that and watch that. When it's on, uh, let's go around the table, the proverbial table of Zoom and get the hell out of here. Uh, Sergeant Wardog, last thoughts or words for our listeners live or on podcast, brother. Hey, Psych War Gang represents mental health in the military community. If you run into any type of mental health crisis, never be ashamed or afraid to dial 988 and use option one. Again, just as I had to. Do not be ashamed nor afraid to dial 988 if you have a mental health crisis. Choose option one. Have a great week. Keep your head up. Salute. Absolutely. 110,000%. Joel, last thoughts or words for our listeners live or on podcast. If you're interested on being part of DV radio or MBR at any time, message me. I will teach you how to do it and get you doing what me and Bo are doing, talking on the radio. Absolutely. Mr. Oink, last but not least, I know you got some words of wisdom for everybody tonight. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go work that far, but I do have a great uh, app that everybody should have in their back pocket. It's the Jump to Zero app. Provides uh, free tools, training, and resources current for, uh, for military currently serving veterans and their families and caregivers. Again, that's objectivezero.org. Great tool to have in your back pocket and ba- or pathfinder st- standing by 24 seven willing to talk to you about anything. That's objectivezero.org. You can do it on your desktop or on your mobile device. You can be completely anonymous. You can work with whomever you wish that is available at that time. Please have it on you at, at all times. You don't know when you or a battle might need it. Oh my God. Please go get some shit at the DV radio store to help us pay some bills and get some Christmas stuff in. We got the, uh, the, what, what's the reindeer's name again that we got over there? Rudolph? No, it's, it's something else. It's something stupid that I made up. <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Randolph, the sunglasses wearing reindeer. <laughs> Randolph. That's what I named him. I don't know why I named him that. And then we've got bullets, blades, and hooks. All that money goes back into DV radio or wherever Sergeant Wardog and 
uh, recoil wanted to go. We also got the DD radio ornaments that you can order and a slew of other things. And until December 3rd, that Sunday, December 3rd, you can get 15% off plus free shipping when you click redeem. So go do that right now. Support us and anybody else, anybody else whose merchandise is available on the DV radio store. Just go to dvradio.net, click on the DV radio store and you're there and you're ordering shit. And yeah, anyway, uh, no, it's whenever they feel like making it happen. Uh, so uh, probably a few weeks out from now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but for, uh, Brad from, Purple Heart Homes. And Joel from MBR Radio, who is streaming on all social media platforms, Sergeant Wardog Oink. I am Mr. Bo. You just heard Barrick's talk right here on WDRDBRadio.net. Until next week, Futsicles. Bye-bye. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. 